And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because... Shit. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Notice I don't say that's my name because it's not. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a reason that's been over my head for a very long time, but um, I'll, maybe I'll explain the tail end part of all this. Get your own with everybody. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. Good evening. Good evening from the Cornfield Resistance. Mm. And Bridget Fitch is not my real name either, so meh. <laughs> from the right-hand coast, where uh, Hurricane Alley is about to start happening, Unrenowned Tech, hi. Hi there. I didn't know there was a hurricane in session. I haven't been reading the news lately. No, there, there isn't, but I mean, you know, it's just a matter of time. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you meant a real hurricane. Nope. Not just yet. And no. And passed all that over the water onto the land from Paris, France, somewhere along the time when it's, you know, daylight beginning. Joseph, good morning. Oh, good morning. Not daylight yet. Oh. Well, I would have thought that it would have been. Okay. You know what? That's perfectly fine. The nuclear day ball has not yet risen, and that's okay. So, good to be with you. Oh, sorry, just popped my back just a little bit. Oh, that's not a good feeling. It's good to be back with you all. I hope you're having yourselves a, a, a good day. Hopefully a healthy day. I'm not real happy. A friend of mine from um, elsewhere from where I am, I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to name locations tested positive so you know I'm a little concerned I'm a little worried I'm a little you know a little overprotective because that's that's how I am about it uh, joy hey man I got a family member in the hospital right now who tested positive so I mean I get you yeah there is that this is that person's third time, by the way. Oh. And they've been vaccinated. They just have a compromised immune system. That'll do it. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if, if it, and, and to those who are listening, the doctors have told her repeatedly that if it hadn't been for the shots, she'd be dead. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a scary concept in and of itself, but it's real. So, you know, thank you, science. We appreciate it. We can't thank you enough. Uh, as also an aside, um, because fermentation is a, uh, well, fermentation is a, a scientific thing. I picked up two thingies at my local store. And when I say local, I mean, like, it's four miles away from where I live. Some people gave me shit. Because I, I said, you know, it's it's a long distance. I'm out in the I'm out in the sticks. But remember where I grew up, it it wasn't even a mile to like a store. But then again, I also grew up on Long Island, so you know, I grew up in a time when wall bombs was still a thing. 
So from my local place, we have a choice of alcoholic beverages for me to try out. And some people are going to have a hard time going, wait, what? I have in my hand both from the Chi-Chi's brand. Anybody still remember Chi-Chi's Tex-Mex restaurants? We have pineapple margarita. Ooh. Or Long Island iced tea. Hey. I, I go for the Long Island iced tea. Yeah, I can't. I can't drink it, but I would recommend it. I think it's so funny though that it's the Chi-Chi's brand. I can't believe that that brand name is still Bro, around. What's really uh, What's really interesting is I've been to a Chi-Chi's that was okay, but the one nearby where I grew up when I was living up by you. Mm. Kept getting closed down due to health code violations, so we never went to it. Imagine that. So yeah, I can't. I can't remember the last time I tried uh, having a long. You know what? I don't know that I ever did. I don't think that I. I don't think that I ever have. Just a, a Long Island iced tea. I mean, what? I've had. I've lived on Long Island. I had iced tea a lot. I freaking lived on iced tea in the summers as a kid. 4C, 4C iced tea uh, scoops. That that was like it, man. If but, you ever get a real one, like out at a restaurant or something, one will do you. Trust me. I can, I can believe so, it. And knock you off your keister. Mm, and uh, how much is this? This is a uh, 6.3 ounce, 12.5 alcohol. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, and uh, the little the little container does actually have a, a, a deposit on it, so I can get that back. It's it's cute. It's 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 plastic. It's ooh, that's that's an interesting scent. It actually does kind of smell like. Um, orange pico tea. So, um, interesting. I mean, I don't know what goes into it, but, uh, it's like four different liquors. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. yeah, there's, um, there's definitely alcohol in that. It does start off with an actual iced tea taste, but, um, that quickly dissolves into almost a fruit, kind of like, um, uh, kind of like the Loganberry, but then most assuredly not. That's weird. I don't know that I'm going to like this. You know what? I don't know. At least I don't have to worry about driving anywhere. So figure it out. I got two hours to sip at it and see what I think about it. So at least it's not, it's not my usual, you know, it's, it's beer and then just, you know, put it aside. So it's, it's a start. We'll see what happens. Anyway, let me, uh, let me get things rolling over here because we've got, uh, we've got my opening. We've got the horrible scopes and well, we'll see how the rest of the night goes. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts right now birth week it is my son's birth week he's 20 oh my god he's 20 years old now uh, 
the the fact that he's 20 and the fact that I am now most assuredly not Wadden Jack Benny old anymore is neither here nor there. Which, that would be 39. I do occasionally still use the joke, but uh, not as much as I used to. Most people just assume, yeah, he's, okay, yeah, 39, sure, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But growing up, you know, obviously, for those of you that have been with me long enough, you know, for, well, you know, with mom being, well, how do I best put this? Um, desiccated. It's, you know, it's, it's been one of those things where we have kind of gravitated towards not just a birthday, but a birth week. The calendar week that your birthday falls on, that week you do a little bit more. You have a little bit more fun. You, you say yes to things a little bit more. You, know, you don't have to go overboard, but, you know, a thing here and there. What do I want to have for dinner tonight? You know what? I'd really love just to have ice cream tonight for dinner. You know what? Okay. It's one time that we're going to do that. And and really, is that really going to be that bad? Nah, it's, it's, it's just a fun. I want to go out to see a movie. When was the last time I went out to see a movie? You know what? Okay. This time, why not? Just this once. You know, you don't you don't have to make it a big deal. You don't have to, you know, a accumulate hundred dollar bills in your card from family and friends for a birthday. You you don't need to do that. It could be you know, homemade dinner for the week, or a special, you know, a dinner where a lot of prep has been put into it. It could just be spending time with friends. You know, you don't, you don't have to go nuts. And that's what we've kind of tried to do for all these years. You know, it's been... It's been 17 years since my wife passed, so, you know, my little one doesn't have any real functional memory of the time when she was around. You know, there, there are a couple of... There are a couple of pictures, there are a couple of videos, uh, not very many as you can probably guess because well i mean you know 25 years ago you know what did we have for cameras you know we had we had 35 millimeter film we had uh, 110 film um point and shoot 35 millimeter cameras were not that great as you can probably imagine and video you know, you, you had a handheld mini uh, VHS compact and trying to get that digitized that that was a chore in and of itself but there's nothing wrong with having just a little bit more fun you know is it really that bad no man it's it's not and it's it's a really cool thing to be able to do because you get to enjoy you get to just smile, even internally, just a little bit more. It's been harder and harder to do that over the years. It's, it's been hard for me to not be the cynical one. I really wish that I wasn't, but it, it is what it is. 
personally for me, my, my birthdays are now very much of the, it's, it's a day kind of thing. And in a way that hurts because I don't want my guy to lose that, that young, that, that, that childness, that, that innocence about it, at least not yet. So tomorrow, from the time that we're recording, I'm taking him and I'm taking his sweetmates at college for dinner. My treat. Because I'm not taking him out on his own because his new guys around him might do something special. It's not going to be my place very much longer. And I have to be okay with that, too. Zepsode 418 on the docket, Your Honor. If you're looking at it over on YouTube, you'll see it's really big on the screen. B-Y-O-B. Bring your own bitch fest. Because I didn't know what to talk about this week. I, I, I've been thinking about it. I've been trying to isolate all the different things and, and try to find out, you know, what should we talk about that isn't specifically, you know, about my country and the dumpster fire that it can be? Because Lord knows it kind of is, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with something that's a lot more, a lot more worldwide, a, a lot more, you know, everybody can relate. And it's been really, really, really tough to come up with something. So this week I basically just said, you know what? Screw it. When I was in college, Friday night was the stitch and bitch parties with myself, my then girlfriend, her roommate at college and a couple of our friends. And we would sit around and we would bitch about whatever the hell was going on at school that week and do cross stitch. Yes. I learned how to do cross stitch. Screw y'all. Fun. Yeah, it is very fun. It is, it is very therapeutic to think all I need to do is to take this needle and stab somebody the 10,000 times it'll take for me to finish this picture. <laughs> you, you, those of you that have oh, never I'm, done it I'll before who think that I'm, I'm kidding, you should see what it's like when it's really done right. Just don't do it while you're watching TV because then if you get your stuff off or you get the stitches backwards you have to undo them yeah that's um yeah yeah i've been there done that you can you can you can have tv on just you you got to be a little bit more Not. careful with your numbers yeah a lot more careful but in any case since i forgot to mention about it by the way the reason if you join us while we're recording, we do have the live chat open, although Stephanie's internet is going to be down for today. Scheduled maintenance. I don't know how Felix is doing at the moment. I thought that maybe she's maybe a little bit tired tonight, but you know, whatever it is. But you can always join us and you know we'll see how it plays out. But what we've got are the horrible scopes at least to take care of. So let's go ahead and do that. So for those of you that know what your astrological sign is, wonderful. If you don't, I don't care. 
roll a d12, flip a coin for all I care, it doesn't matter. Now, those of you that have been with us long enough know full well that things have been a little weird for the horrible scopes for the last couple of weeks because people have said, hey, I would like a thematic change. Well, this week we don't have a theme for you, so we're going to get everyone a slightly nicer horrible scope. And now you'll get to see what it's like when it's boring. So you're going to have to deal with it. Aries, dreams are how we explore what we've learned. Imagine that. Our brains collect information all day, and then at night, it's a movie editor on crack. Whenever you think you're not imaginative, think back on every nightmare you've ever had. You know, the the, the one where you're trying to swim in an ocean, but you don't have a parachute for your pet lion. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Taurus, money won't be a problem for you this week since you won't be going anywhere. You need some mental health downtime, so cancel all your plans and live the lazy life. It's your home. You're allowed to pull out the converter bed from the couch and sleep in the living room. Set the TV to automatically turn off at 3 a.m. and then you're all set. Tech, you going to be able to do this? Yeah, no, no, I just had the switch screens. Fair enough. Gemini. There are biologically based revulsions that seem to be somewhat common in the human species. We're not going to name one of them. But the one some people call clownophobia might be based in human prehistory, avoiding people who have discolored skin and teeth in case they are diseased. Just remember this since October is just around the corner. Just around the Coroner. Wordplay is lost on you people. Cancer Moon Child. <clears throat> Imagine you want to go see a concert with a performer whose heyday was 40 years ago. Who are you thinking about? Johnny Mattis, The Supremes, Chicago? How about David Sanborn, The Police, Pat Benatar, and Rick Springfield? And while you're feeling old, Break out your credit card, because now we'd be mezzanine left-center seating with you for that show. Yeah, I felt really bad looking back on it. David Sanborn, 40 years, man. The police, Pat, ben Pat, Pat Benatar, by the way, is still freaking rocking the stage. Yeah. And she's a badass. I'm not paying $200 to go sit in the nosebleed section. No, no. Hence, hence mezzanine left-center. That's a great right. spot. Leo, there are only a few people in history who can be known by just a single common name. And one of the best of them has to be Barry. And if you're pulling a blank on this one, maybe you need to listen to the album All Time Greatest Hits by Barry White. Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe, from 1974 is simply a close-your-eyes-and-groove relaxation track. And if you don't believe it, just listen to the track later tonight. It's totally true. It is totally true. Might get lucky, too. You might? 
just just saying. I know that I for, well, I mean, I could. Uh, yeah, I still have a thing for Barry White. Virgo, <laughs> when was the last time you took public mass transit, like a bus? Likely, it's been a long time. Too long, really. This week, go down a rabbit hole of YouTube searches for travel videos. Someone, somewhere, has made a video that you'll be able to feel like you're on a bus again. And if they haven't, maybe you should do it. Yeah, you know, the, the rule 34 of travel videos. Another one rides the bus. Another one rides the bus. You know, we that one, one, if you can conceive it, there's four the of it. We're going to get to you. Another one rides the bus. The worst part about it is that joke did not happen last night when we first read these. And that song did not even come into my head. My God, you got me. Well done. Is 34 the rule where if if you can conceive it, there's porn of it? Yes. yes. If okay. so For example, one of my favorite rule 34s, and this one's clean, but it's funny as hell, is rule 34 shopping carts. Okay. Rule 34 is there is porn of it. Rule 34A is yep. if there isn't, there will be. Oh. So keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. Libra. Respect, unlike energy, can be created and destroyed. When your friends come to you with things to, to talk about, remember that they wanted to talk to you. And that means something that you are trusted and good for their feelings. That's a big responsibility. Be up to the task. Scorpio, if you're trying to find new and innovative ways to kill someone, may we suggest passing on the idea of turning a house into an oxygen bomb via vegetation? It's a novel idea, sure. Maybe even untraceable, but the amount of time needed for plants to fill a house with enough oxygen to spontaneously combust from a simple spark, your quarry would have already opened a door to the outside and screwed up all your plants. Time to get creative. Yeah, I was trying to figure an actual way of killing someone that would be untraceable and this was a great idea up until the whole you know all you need to do is just open the door to mix the air inside and out and unless the place is hermetically sealed the plants are probably gonna die from lack of carbon dioxide so yeah i mean it's a great idea but not foolproof nope not foolproof Sagittarius, you are young at heart still. And if you don't think so, try this magic trick. Uh, I've got, uh, fortunately enough, I have a tissue right here for demonstration purposes. So, try this magic trick. Take a piece of tissue paper, hold it up to your mouth, blow on it, then have an assistant do the same. Now, 
rip it in half, bundle that together, bring it to your mouth, blow on it, then have your assistant again do the same. Now, rip the remaining pieces twice, hold them bundled together into a crumpled ball, bring that to your mouth and blow on it, then bring it up to your assistant's mouth and let them blow on it. But as they inhale, shove the bundle into their mouth. <laughs> See? It's still funny. <laughs> Try it. Try Sorry. it. Sorry. No, it's perfectly... Now, there, there's a trick to this, by the way. In order to make sure that you do this right, you need to make sure that your one hand, you curl your two bottom fingers into your palm the entire time. There's a reason for that. Trust me, it will work. Oh, yes. It will work. Capricorn. <laughs> There's still a few weeks of summertime left. You've wanted to get out to the water and go boat fishing, so you might as well get going on that. There are plenty of fishing boats out there that can help you get sorted so plan on a good weather weekend buy a cooler stock it with ice and take home some choice dinner you know after my wife died and i took the little one down to long island for a trip we went on a fishing boat do you want to know how many fish he caught before i even got a nibble on my line it's embarrassing I used to do that to my dad all the time. Then he tried to steal my little fishing spot. <laughs> now, before I do this one, I just want to say and go on the record. I am an absolute fanboy of Josh from Let's Game It Out. And anybody else who's listening who, know, who uh, knows what I'm talking about, you'll get it in a moment. Aquarius. <clears throat> Just because you bought a game doesn't mean you have to be married to it. Some games lose their appeal after a while. Some just get updated to the point of breaking the gameplay. And sometimes you do something otherwise. Let's just call it unanticipated by the depths level of broken. If you can build a wooden representation of a tornado on the ocean and light it up with strings of light with no discernible power sources, you might want to take a screenshot and send it to the devs about fixing things. Or better yet, don't. You, you know which video it was I was referencing with this? Yes, yes, I do. I know exactly what it was as soon as you said wooden tornado because it was freaking hilarious. Oh, God, it was. It was. Yeah, he broke the game on all new. I love watching him break games, but he broke that thing to a level that was just like the devs need to get back. And he didn't do anything illegal. That's the thing. He doesn't do anything illegal. Yeah, he doesn't hack the game or anything. He just uses what's available. He he, he basically takes advantage of built-in bugs. Some of those are hilarious, too. That one is. Oh, God, yours. That one is absolutely hilarious. You know what? I should I should see about linking that. Uh, somebody remind me later. And Joseph, last one. Yep. 
forever is a very long time. Almost anything can happen in that time frame, so don't say don't say something lasts forever. Here's an example. The James Bond movie Diamonds Are Forever starred Sean Connery in his last appearance as 007. But you know who continued long past that point? Desmond Lewin? Llewellyn. Llewellyn, sorry. As Q, who said he'd play the role, as long as the producers want me and the Almighty doesn't. As far as anyone is concerned, he will forever be Q. Do something that people will forever attribute to you to. Just make it legal. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, um, you're milk toast, and you should feel bad, but maybe not. Of course, if you'd like to inspire us, me, you can always get in touch and let me know and see what happens with all that. I'll have these posted at the end of the week, as usual. Uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Discord, Tumblr, because, you know, Tumblr. I liked the ones this week, even though they were nice. They were... I enjoyed them. Adequate. Although, Got a me... belly laugh out of me, so hey. Yeah, well, yeah, there, there is that. And and seriously, um, Desmond Llewellyn, I, I cannot call him by his first name. I feel wrong in calling him anything other than Mr. Llewellyn. Because he was such a gentleman he was so kind genteel he will forever be q as far as i'm concerned john delancey be damned but i mean he oh just i know john cleese took over the position of quartermaster but i'm sorry he he will always be q do try to bring this one back in one piece 007 I, I, can't, I can't help but hear that in my head. What was he talking about at that? It was it was the new car that they were giving him. <laughs> Stinging in the rain. God, there were just there were just some great moments. Anyway, let's bypass all that and let's get to going on this. Huh? I've um, I've drunk a little bit more than I anticipated by sipping on this. It's not bad. I don't know that I would necessarily choose this for myself, but it's not bad. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. I used to get those back in high school when I was, yeah, I was like 17 or 18 and they were not real good about carding. And I think the legal age at the time was 18. This way, uh, my sister's generation got caught trying to get alcohol in high school was if they came to the counter with a pack of Zima because that was shit. And only the the high school students thought it was cool. Well, see, if you you went to a bar and you were like 16, um, yeah, I'm writing myself out here, and you asked for something like a... My go-tos were... You know, usually something like a vodka Collins, and you don't have very many people that are 16 that ask for a vodka Collins. Usually the kids that were 16 would ask for, like, I don't know, a strawberry daiquiri or something like that, you know. 
Okay. See, the only things that I can remember, uh, the one time was a, oh my God, my buddy had a hurricane. <gasps> but, so but it was at the end of a day where all he had had to eat for lunch was a 25 cent gumball machine size handful of cashews. Oh, goodness. That did not end well for whoever it was that got a hold of that um, busing um, tray because, <laughs> um, yeah, they got their hurricane back. Well, in, in tech school, uh, our, our thing when we used to go to the club on base on Friday nights was kamikazes. Mm. And we'd all yell at one time, kamikaze, and slam it back. <laughs> that was such a... They, they, they warped me, but it was fun. And then you got me. And I love to go up to the, to the bartender and say, sir, I want to throw a curveball past you. I would like a grasshopper because inevitably I get the look of just reboot on their face. And they're just like the last time I asked it, the guy actually just deadpan, just looked me straight in the face and I could see just behind his eyes. Everything suddenly went into panic mode and he actually flicked his eyes a couple of times back and forth and he's just like, I don't remember. I, I, I know how to do this. I, I learned how to do that. I know how to do this. I think I know. I know how to do this. I think I've got milk. Hold on a second. And then he checked to find out. Yeah, I got milk. Okay. I've got ice. Yeah, I've got ice. I mean, yeah, I've got ice. And then he was just like, uh, oh, God, what, what ended up happening? It, it, it finally came down to he actually made it. He gave it to me. And the reason why I get it and the reason why I tell everybody to go ahead and get it is because you can actually tell people it is green. When they ask mm -hmm. you what the fuck it is that you're drinking, you can say it is green. And I asked him, okay, how much do you want for that? Because he hadn't figured it out until after he put it down. And if I remember right, he actually was just like, uh, seven bucks. Okay. <laughs> Gave him the money. And said, okay, done. And I went back to all my buds and they're just like, the fuck are you drinking, Shoe? I'm like, it is green. And I go ahead and I took a drink off of it. And they're just like, the fuck are you drinking? It is green. I can get away with that. Uh, Alabama Slammers too. And it's so funny. I asked for one of those because we drank those in tech school too. And you have to you have to remember that at the time when you know tech school was in Texas, legal drinking age was eighteen. Mm. You know, I was nineteen, uh, and we used to drink Alabama Slammers when we weren't drinking kamikazes. Because of course and we were. Because of course we were, and I didn't know. You know, my two bodyguards were giving me OJT on what to drink, and they're the ones who taught me how to do tequila shots, and I'm still friends with them to this day. Okay. Uh, which is pretty cool. But uh, the first time I went, you know, like to a, a bar in Memphis and asked them, you know, for, you know, to make me an Alabama slammer, they looked at me funny. They're like, 
what's in that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> See, now these days you can just say, just look it up, man. Yeah. So, like I said, this week, um, there are a lot of things to, to end up talking about. And, and I, I don't want to talk just about what's going on in the news. I want to make it a little bit more broad. So it's a little bit tough on me to try to figure out, you know, what's it going to be. So um, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm going to open with, because, I mean, it it's worth opening with. Because it seems to be a little bit more prevalent to a wider group of people than just here in the U.S. Christian nationalism. I am sick and goddamn tired of these these Nazi wannabes all over the place. And it's not just here in the U.S. Joseph, if I remember right, we've heard that, um, I think you've actually said, that these uh, neo-fascists, these neo-zombies, uh, neo neo-Nazis are kind of popping up in different areas and in slightly subdued fashions. No? Yeah, the extreme right is... Um, um, they got a record amount of um, house seats in France. And we seem to be, there's, there seems to be a worldwide trend towards uh, authoritarianism. And that's a problem. Yep. And there's some people who are just like, well, what's the big deal? I mean, it's the voice of the people. <laughs> Bullshit. When the voice of the people is gerrymandered up the wazoo, it's not exactly the voice of the people anymore now, is it? Well, I think that Bobo, Lauren Bobert, and Marjorie Three Toes, you know, need to dial it back some. You know, they claim to be Christians. They're definitely, you know, Christian nationalists. They're and, racist. And, and they found, if they... One of them outright ahead. said... Christian nationalist, didn't they? Yeah, that that was three toes. Yeah, I mean three names. I mean Marjorie Trader Green. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll stop you when you get it wrong. But um, what they need to keep in mind is if they get this theocracy that they want here, uh, didn't Apostle Paul have a lot to say about women not being in power and staying home and keeping their damn mouths shut? I would love it to come back and bite them in the ass. Oh, if that's will. what we end up going to. It will. It will. It's it just was fascism um, with a Christian label on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly right. It was. Um, oh crap! Gonna have to look it up. But but it was. Uh, I I didn't. No, I'm mixing up the different pieces now because I'm I'm thinking to myself, I do not suffer a woman to teach over a man. But I'm, I'm screwing that up with, I would not suffer a witch to live. And I'm forgetting how the line is supposed to go. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll find it afterwards. Yeah, but women were supposed to keep silent, be, uh, you know, uh, homemakers and 
you know, su- uh, subservient to men and all that stuff. And that was courtesy of Paul, who seemed to have a problem with women. I'll have to look that up and uh, add that to the notes for later. I get the funny feeling that um, this stuff might actually be affecting my head already. Oh, that's not a good sign. I told you. If you go out to a restaurant and get that, that'll be the only drink you need and you might have trouble walking out. Well, the thing of it is, I mean, uh, 12.5, I mean, this isn't any much different than um, the wine that I would otherwise normally drink. But you just drank it a lot faster. I would also be sipping on um, 750 mils worth at that point also. So... Not by this point. We're only less than... Well, we're like 40 minutes into the show. Yeah, that's, that's gone. true. And, uh, and, yeah, well, almost. It you goes down too easy. I, I don't I don't want you to be uh, uh, I don't want you to be branded a liar so I don't know. <laughs> chug 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 oh please that wasn't enough to fill up up an eardropper at that point I know I'm just messing with you well if you haven't had a drink for a while it'll go to your head all the faster yeah yeah there is that we'll see how that plays out you know what that's that's something. Uh, I I know I'm I'm really quick switching switching topics really quickly, but um, the the eardropper thing instantly made me remember back to my youth, where um, there was I want to say it was some kind of form of amoxicillin, erythromycin, or something that would be used for ears for um, mm-hmm. what the hell was it that was used at the time for? Ear infections. Ear infections, yeah. Shit. I'd forgot I had forgotten about that until now. Mother of Christ. Yeah, they used to also sell, you know, eardrops that had eugenol in them or a little bit of benzocaine. But I don't think you can get those anymore. You know, for the pain. Ah. Yes. Well, there's a lot of stuff you can't buy anymore. Coca Cola with actual Coke in it anymore, come to think of it. Yeah, true. But if you go looking on YouTube, you can actually find out how to make the old, original, minus the cocaine, version of Coca-Cola. So, you can go look that up for yourselves. The Open Cola Project. I've actually thought about it once in a while. And I look at, I look at these guys doing the thing, and I'm just like, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. I wonder how that tastes. I wonder if I could make money on that. And then I know full well that uh, Big RC would just come down and squash me. So, you know, whatever. RC, Cola, Royal Crown. I mean, is this microphone even on? Nothing? No reaction Yeah, it's on. Just gag. Could have been White Rock. Moon Pies are okay. RC, Cola, just nasty. I've given it several chances, not in the last few years, but hated it as a kid. Just Again, could have been White Rock. No, it was RC, because that's what they had at some of the restaurants, and it was just disgusting. Like, they didn't sell Coca-Cola products or Pepsi products, and it's like, what is wrong with you? 
So that had to be sweet tea. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. Yeah. I was born in Tennessee. Don't blame me. Not not gonna say a word. <laughs> not gonna say a word. Anyway, back on the track though. The Christian nationalism thing. Man, I am so I am so done with all that. I'm 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 just absolutely done with all that. The idea that somebody should just, you know, it, it every day should be punch a Nazi day. I'm I'm totally on board with that. I don't like the idea of violence, but god damn it. People want to go ahead and say, you know, well, if the wait a second, what is it called? It's the paradox of acceptance. God, I forgot what the hell it's called. Shit, I forgot what it was called. The 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 overall idea is that if you try to accept everyone and their point of view, eventually you end up with people who are oppressive. And if you then continue to accept all people, regardless of their then you end up finding yourself at the bayonet end of a gun, you see. I'm I'm being a little hyperbolic at this point, but only just barely so. But only because bayonets are not used anymore. They're well they're not used anymore, are they? No. Yeah, but I mean, those who are intolerant of others seem to get upset that we're intolerant of their intolerance. Yeah, you know. And then they try to turn that into a well you're just you're you're just keeping me out of the store place of ideas. Fuck you. Yeah, Nick Fuentes, you know, I'm I'm not pro violence myself, but he he deserves a cock punch, I'm just saying. Um, I think know? you're under I think you're understating the level of aggressiveness DeSantis deserves. I mean, him trying to put legislation in place that will out every single LGBTQ plus kid in every single public school. So the guy doesn't deserve a punch to the dick. He deserves um, a rusty set of ears to the Bojangles. No, I meant Nick Fuentes that oh. holds the Turning Point USA and the white nationalist rallies that Marjorie Three Toes has spoken at and said, well, I was just trying okay. to reach an audience. No, he he's, a, he's deserve, a racist. He doesn't deserve a dick punch. You need to find a rusty, dull spoon and carve out his testicle. Yeah, he deserves no. it. And, and a dull spoon because it would hurt more. No. What you need to do is to find out how to reverse the polarity on a set of Jaws of Life. Now, anybody else at this point that does not understand where this is going, I'm just going to send you over to <laughs> any .jp websites and you can figure it out for yourselves. Well, Nick, so what you're saying is, is that we should, we should be uh, using the 
uh, turn the jaws of life into a rectum stretcher and then turn him into the six foot asshole that he wants to desire to become. I'm not suggesting that outright. I'm simply saying that the jaws of life could probably be used for experimentational purposes. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are other dimensions of reality that could be found if you could just open the right portal wide enough. Annette Fuentes did get punched in the face about three years ago, and I saw a video of it, and he was mad, but he had it coming. Still does, I'll bet. I am not one to advocate violence. I, I really am not. But there is a certain point where self-defense comes into play. And God damn it. The thing that drives me up a wall about this whole damn thing is that there are so many people right now who are on the conservative Q right who are simply cultists who think that their position justifies them being violent in their own way. And the problem is how the hell do you get through to these people to acknowledge that they, they're not, and they're wrong, and you can't. So there's something that smart people have a hard time with, and I'm not claiming myself to be smart. Oh, good. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that the very smart definitely have a problem with, and that is that they have a hard time truly accepting that there are as many dumb fucks in the world as there really are. No argument. They have, they have a very hard time with that. They're optimistic in that respect. And it turns out there really is a lot of very dumb, stupid people doing dumb, stupid things. And they outnumber the smart by a lot. And... You know, the people who think they know it all and think they're smart are the worst offenders to this shit in terms of being the dumbasses doing dumbass things. And as far as self-defense goes, you know, I am a pacifist in that I don't like to go out and just have a fight or anything like that. But I will fight for survival, not for survival of oh, I get to put chocolate syrup on my ice cream and they're trying to take that away from me because they're trying to get rid of all the cows. It's like, first off, they're not trying to get rid of the cows. Grow the fuck up. But what I will fight for is when they start trying to change the laws to those that actively cause harm to others, there is no harm in saying, look, if somebody says, looks like a he, him, but they refer to themselves as a her, she. I should probably rephrase that because it sounds like a candy bar. A she, her. You know, or a they, them. There is no harm in referring to them that way. And if you get it wrong and the other person gets butt hurt, you know, and it was an honest mistake and they stay butt hurt, that's on them. Fuck them. You know, move on with your life. If you do it on purpose, you're being a dick. Move on with your life. You have better things to do. But there doesn't, you know, somebody saying, hey, look, we're going to protect somebody's right to say that they're a they, them, instead of a he or a she. 
that's not causing harm. Unlike forcing women to birth children that are dead inside of them with no skull. That will never survive, never live, and possibly kill the woman by bringing it to term. High probability. That law will kill somebody. It will kill lots of people. Because people, the dumb people, don't realize how often that an abortion really is required to save a life. Not to mention children. Yeah. God I mean, there are women who, if they if they are forced to go full term with something that's not viable, and that woman is hell-bent on having a child, and bringing that non-viable to, to full form, fruition, may destroy her ability to have any children ever again. And some people go, oh, well, that's God's will. It's like, no, you're, you're being a dick because you're forcing that on her. That's not God's will. God's will would be her choosing to do that and not being able to reproduce afterwards. But when you force the choice on another person and you're a religious person, especially let's say you're, you're of the Christian faith, then you have forgotten one of the most important rules in your own fucking book. And that is that you shall not judge others, that that is God's job. And you're doing it by forcing her to bring that dead body to term. Shame on you. Sometimes it doesn't even go to term. Sometimes labor never sets in at all. Oh, my God. There you go. That's terrifying yeah. to me. It, it should be terrifying. It should be terrifying to anybody. Anybody, whether you're a man or a woman or a they, them, or an it, or whatever pronoun you like to use, descriptor, it should be terrifying that that is being forced on people against their will. Yeah, I mean, and it's scary it, because sometimes labor, had, you know, they even try to induce it if they know that it's stillborn and you're, you're at like 42, 43, 44 weeks. Because uh, the body doesn't always eject it. Joseph. Yeah, for for these people uh, who would decide for others. Well, you've got the leaders who know full well what they're doing. And it's just, um, once again, it's a total lack of accountability. These people want to decide for others without taking any of the responsibility for their their laws like for these people setting up the the anti-abortion laws um you know the consequences is just collateral damage because the, the only thing important is their ability to impose their will on others and then you've got the followers who who would just um who see these people, these <clears throat> deciders as leaders, um, well, the mentality is a bit different in that um, they think, well, if I'm going to have to obey this person, then you're going to have to obey it. Obey them too. This piece about that, but, that's... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, but the the real. Yeah, it's a it, there's a two thing dynamic. I was about to say that uh, the the real. The real faults is in the um. The people who. Would try to establish these these laws, but. I think the fault is equally with those who would uh, vote for such people and see them as leaders and examples. Yeah, what I was going to say is that um, this dynamic that we're talking about, I've I've thought about it for several weeks now and, and, and tried to kind of isolated down into its its constituent parts it, it it's been a while for me to try to figure out how to how to suss this out this is truly just the next evolution of the snake oil salesman it's the person Agreed. who knows more than the people that they're trying to peddle to and this has been a very long time coming. We've talked about how the the overall quality of public education has been slowly whittled at and and just chipped away at for literal decades at this point. And we have the we have the fruits of that labor where there is a large uh, yeah, I'm just going to go with a large population because it shouldn't be like this a large population that does not have enough rationality to it was never taught enough on how to suss out this bullshit but yet the elites are the ones who know more than who have been able to get that education and are using it to their benefit in order to bamboozle the larger masses that have not been so fortunate. Yeah. And case in point for that, they actually use publications to control mass mass thought. For example, they're trying to make a trend right now in various publications called, and that trend is called quiet quitting. The idea that people are quitting work without quitting by showing up for work, doing the bare minimum and then going home. And where we're seeing that right now are in fields where people are getting paid minimum wage. And it's like, well, wait a minute. If you're paying your employee minimum wage, why are you expecting labor that's beyond minimal work? Yeah, and I if also want to make sure that better, we've got I also want to make sure that yeah. we, we understand that where he's talking about is it's not that people are necessarily doing the minimum effort. They're doing the job that was specified for them. They're fulfilling Correct. their obligation for the amount of money that they have been promised that they would be paid for the time that they are there. They're not stretching themselves out. They're not going above and beyond the call of duty. They're doing what contractually they're supposed to be doing. Right, because, and, and because what we've seen in terms of trends over the last several decades is you have one employee on a scale of one to five during their end of year review, they get all threes, complete middle of the road. Okay. That means that they've done their job and they've done it at the minimum level to accomplish it 
within the time allotted. End of story. They didn't go beyond it, and they didn't underperform. They were average. But then you have another employee doing the same job, get all fives, and then told, yeah, you're great, but we don't have any money to give you a raise. Which one of those two employees just got freaking ripped off? The overachiever. So what did the overachiever learn? Perform all threes. And they're trying to claim that the person who used to perform all fives, who's now performing all threes, is a quiet quitter. I was like, well, no, you've taught that person that there is no value for them to perform fives for them because companies have forgotten. They've had such a great stranglehold over the people and their wages that they have forgotten that they're hiring us to do a task. They have set the task out on paper and they have given us how much they were willing to pay us to do that task. And if they liked the work that we did, they used to give us incentives to stay longer and perform better. Well, they took the incentives away. Well, why do you expect them to keep doing that? And the reason why they expect you to keep doing that is because they keep preaching this notion that if you're not being a productive member of society, you're worthless. If you're not putting in 60 hours on a 40-hour work week and, getting those, and putting in those 20 extra hours completely unpaid... You're not being a team player. You're not worth anything. If you're not sacrificing family time for work time, you're not worth anything. And this is a common thing that we're seeing. This is why Starbucks is unionizing. This is why Amazon is unionizing. This is why we see so many companies unionizing right now because the unions take that control back into our hands to say, look, we're going to redefine the contract. You can take us or leave us, but if you take us, we're holding you to these terms, we're holding you accountable. And we're setting things down early so everybody, both the company and the employees, have their set expectations. So there's nothing that's confusing. There's no, no gray area. It's actually a benefit. And um, they'll keep spouting off anti-unionizing propaganda. They'll talk about what happened in the 50s when several unions went really corrupt, which is at the fault of the unions, of course, but we don't see that kind of thing anymore. We're seeing more of that in the rich people than we are in the unions. And if you don't believe me, you know, Americans as a whole maybe lost billions of dollars okay, in, in wages. And yet the, the 1% made billions of dollars in personal gains. That's where the revenue went. That's where the lost wages went. And this is a constant struggle. Every time unions start getting a healthy foothold, we see the we see them not the statistics. We see the actual math of profit. Where is the profit highest? Where is it being dis equally distributed? And what happens to the economy? You have economists right now trying to tell the general public, because they know the general public are stupid and don't typically take economic courses, that you need to go out and buy, 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 or the economy is going to crumble. And that's because they want infinite growth. Infinite growth drives more profits and better shareholder re returns. But you don't. we can let the economy drop by 30% on the GDP as long as, you know, we match it with our labor and everything else. So you don't have to go out and buy. 
we can let things level off. But the rich don't want that. They want more profits. They don't want level margins. They want ever-increasing margins. And that is impossible. That crumples every single time. You, because we don't have infinite resources. We don't have infinite labor. And we don't have infinite space on this planet. Even if we were suddenly to be able to expand out into our solar system, mine the resources in, in the um, in in the meteor belt that uh, surrounds for all the materials we need, all the raw resources. You know, terraform two or three planets so we have more space. While we would have growth, we wouldn't have infinite growth. We would eventually fill the gap, and that's something that people have to pay attention to. And the only way to pay attention to that is stop being distracted and to actually vote. Okay. And why do I say vote? What, you know, how is this enter into it? Well, to vote, you have to know what you're voting on. Okay. Sure. You could go in and pencil whip that bad boy, but you're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping your mom, your dad, your, your siblings or lover or whoever. You know, you're not helping your neighbor that you might actually care about more than maybe one of your family members. You know, you're not helping yourself. So if you take the time to go out and know what you're voting on, well, now you're getting an education. Even if it's self-taught, you're getting an education. And a lot of the bigwigs don't want you doing that. They want you, like Joseph was, was saying, to not think for yourself. They want you to do as they say. Not even as they do. They just want you to do as they say, because they don't even follow their own words. And when you go out there and you read these things and you find out what's going on, you have a choice. You can go, okay, I'm going to read this with open eyes. I'm going to make an informed decision after I get as many of the facts as I can and damn the press, damn the politicians, damn the guy down the street waving the Trump flag or, or Biden flag. You know, I don't care what side they're on. Somebody's waving a flag. They got issues. And um, come to an informed decision. I don't know what your informed decision will be, but it'll be better than if you're just listening to people that don't actually care about you. And they're on all sides of the equation. Politics is dirty. Yeah, there is. It's one. Yeah, there is. There is. There is a lot to that. Um, I know there's so much to unpack there, um, and and, the, and I mean, it's sad. The, the signs are the you know, I've heard Christians. I know I used to be one of them. Talk about the signs of this and the signs of that. You know, I've heard the Jewish community say that too. I used to be one of them. And um, what's very interesting is the signs that I'm seeing, when I see an uptick in unionization, when I see an uptick in people going, I, I, can't, I can't live. I'm making this amount of money, and yet my housing rate skyrocketed. My, my property taxes skyrocketed, and nobody's willing to help because you know, I'm making whatever amount. But they're not rich, you know. It, it, it's scary, you know. People are buying out apartment complexes. Companies are buying out apartment complexes and driving tenants out who are on set fixed incomes. 
because they want to get the rich tenants in there. So they drive out the fixed income tenants. They may or may not do any reservations whatsoever. And then they drive up the amount that you have to pay per month. I'm sorry, but if you're telling me that an apartment that was originally going for 800 a month is now going for $2,000 a month. This is no exaggeration, by the way, folks. And they still have mold on the bathroom tub. You're getting price gouged. And they don't care about you. Yeah. Again, tenant unions are skyrocketing now, too, because of this. When was the last time you heard of a tenant union being formed? You hear about unions for businesses, but a tenant union? That's usually Europe. Yeah, Jesus, man. Um, to to say that there is a lot in all of that is under underplaying it. Let me. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. You know, the people should no. definitely read and form a formed opinion, informed opinion. I'm I'm not going to tell you what publications to read. I'm done with that. I'm not going to tell you, you know, which politicians are right or wrong or who's best to vote for. I'm done with that. I'm just going to tell you, please, stop listening to the general bullshit and actually start looking to where see where your material comes from, who's writing it, what they tend to write for, and who they tend to generally support. And then try to find the facts in between the opinions. And I wish you the best. I really do. We're, we're going to need your help. All of us. Jews, Christians, atheists, agnostics, spiritualists. I don't care what you are. Yeah. You know, bad shit's going down. Again, there, there's, there's so many different pieces and all that. Jesus. Uh, okay. The, the one piece that I want to hit really quickly, and then we'll kind of move along from there. The, the idea that there are shady unions out there, they are still out there. We know this for a fact, and I can tell you for a fact that there is at least one type of union that has consistently been a thorn in the side for getting change done in a particular industry. The Police Benevolent Associations and their associated unions. The level of camaraderie and cover-up, I do not use that term lightly, for the whole back the blue, watch the blue line thing, the blue brotherhood. I'm sorry. I grew up with a cop as a father. I have cops in my family. I do not ever want to think about what these people have done without meaning to be mean, other than the fact that it was part of the machination. There's one that I know that intentionally took four years of criminal justice in college and got a degree in it. And I feel very, very proud for that. But the idea that the machinations 
would not even would very likely not allow that to play out to the best possible for society. I don't know one way or the other if it's turned out that way. But you know what? I need to stop there. I need to stop there because there are there are too many there are too many threads that I might accidentally go down and I don't want to do that uh because of the possible yeah and i I was already thinking of i I was already thinking of a couple of them i was thinking of dates and events yeah it's it's a nasty it's a nasty rabbit hole you know that's something that we could do in another show where we could go uh go into that kind of thing because you know that same mentality that cover up we see that in the catholic church we see that in the christians and the fundamentalists there's there there's parallels that we can uh, you know examine that might be a different show very likely but of course mm-hmm. we'd never do that that would be wrong <sighs> anyway so back yeah. on track i've 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 really got general- covered my piece um Yeah, I think I did mine too. Who's next? Bridget? Yeah, flip the point you too. You, 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 I don't know. Yeah, my you. keyboard is rather noisy. Um, the complaint that I have right now isn't really all that serious. Um, I think it's probably something that irks most of us that are on social media. Um, so it's just like an airing of the grievances. Um, Tracy Harris, which is you know, been a friend of the show and she and I've been, you know, friends for a long time on Facebook, like 12 years. And then I went to Austin and actually got to meet her and anybody that knows Tracy, she's not a hugger by nature, but as soon as she saw my name tag, she ran up and gave me a hug, which is just not like her because she's got boundaries. Um, But she felt like she's good people, but she you know, felt like she's known me forever because we just, you know, interacted so much on Facebook, but they're jacking around with her algorithms again, and they have jacked around with mine again. And so content that we would prefer people to see and engage with is not showing up in new news feeds. And she said something about it, you know, hi, can you see this? They're messing with me again. And, you know, people are having to go to her page you know, to look and see her posts, which, yeah, they do that to me from time to time. And all of a sudden will flood my feed with stuff I really don't care to see or people that I rarely interact with all of a sudden show up in my feed asking for prayers and shit. And I'm like the, you know, I'm the atheist and, you know, I out myself not meaning to all the time because instead of like doing a little prayer icon thing I'm always like what can I do to help is there something you need so ding 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 that's the atheist okay uh, and Twitter why do you have to limit following pe- you know following 5,000 accounts because there are so many people that I want to follow that are not going to follow me back because 
you know, they're epidemiologists, you know, they might not have an official check mark or whatever, you know, because they're not, you know, quote unquote, famous or well known, but they're people I find valuable. And some of them don't want to be on list and you can't put them on list. And the problem that I'm having now is there's a bunch of us out there that are trying to network and, you know, donate money to states to try to flip seats like in Florida that are possible to flip. And, um, you know, doing, you know, like text, uh, texting instead of phone banking because I just cannot stand being on the phone. You know, I did a stint telemarketing for three weeks. It broke me on the phone forever. <laughs> um, and really, do you ever want to have a picture of yourself looking like Ted Cruz on the phones, you know? Oh, oh no, no. But, you know, it's for, a, a you know, it's, we have to try to do something to make sure that we don't go full on authoritarian and that's all that we can do. But I had a tweet of mine from somebody that went viral last night. So I had a whole bunch of people that followed me all of a sudden that wanted to follow back. And I didn't have room to add them. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm at 5,000 and Twitter's going, nope. And so <laughs> I'm like, uh, let me try to clean up and try to put media on a list if I can and some of the Ukrainian people that I follow and some of the NASA stuff and I'll pick up what I can but Twitter come on let us have more than 5,000 people that we follow or 5,000 accounts you know angry staffer you gotta pry him out of my cold dead hands okay <laughs> and he doesn't follow you know very many people at all he just does like you know some of the alt NASA the alt U.S. Forest Service, you know, those accounts, you remember when the accounts for the government showed oh, up? Oh, I remember. And a lot of those accounts also follow me, but they're still active. They still tweet. I'm not dumping them. You know, I don't care how many Blue Crew or Resistors we've got. I can't let them go. And Devin Nunez's cow and all of the cow alts, they all follow me and I follow all them. I cannot kick Devin Cow to the curb. Not happening. Can't imagine why. <laughs> but her husband follows me, and then I've got Devin Cow's mom, Devin Cow's Uber driver. <laughs> and every time they make another alt, they automatically follow me. I don't know how I got on Devin Nunez Cow's radar, but I did, and the cow loves me. Alrighty then. That's my that's my great grievance. I'll give you a sideways one on that one, by the way. I don't know what the hell happened, but on Twitter, I have been getting uh tweets from part of the former guy's family. Oh shit. I don't know why. I don't follow them. They don't come up as promoted. They're just, here's part of your feed. This is a, this is a notice on your phone to let you know that this has come through. And it's like, why? why? And I, I know exactly why. I, I know it? it has to be that these are being intentionally sold in Probably. order to get traction with people. 
probably because it, it wouldn't be enough if it was just trending to do that. Yep. It, it, it might, absolutely has to be. Yeah. You might have to look and see if there's any way you can put a stop to that. I, I don't oh, know. I'm not that um, Twitter savvy. I'm looking. I'm very much looking. I don't get those though. Thank goodness. Only push notifications I get is from Euromaiden Press. Kiev. Actually, the correct pronunciation is Kiev Independent. Um, Angry Staffer and the National Weather Service from Paducah. Those are the only push notifications I get. I am never going to pronounce it that way because all I need to do is to say it wrong once and I will hear that word in my head forever. And well, I will not have that coming out of my face. Well, the only reason why it's pronounced like that is because the Y, if you hear it in Ukrainian, the Y is always pronounced ooh, no matter what. You know what I mean, though. I know. <laughs> okay. Joseph, it's time to bitch. Yeah, and i got to take a bio break real quick, so save your best bitching for like three minutes. I'll try to hurry. So here's your big opportunity. What have you got to go ahead and throw at? Assuming that you are still there. Because you're muted. And I don't see anything that says that you... Okay. Everybody's muted and I'm all alone. You know what that means. It means I get to talk to you people until somebody comes about and stops me. Bitching about this stuff is, well, it can feel like, why bother sometimes? And I, I, I totally understand that. But there's also a certain point where you got to just let some of this stuff out. You need a pressure valve. And, you know, that's kind of what this is all about. I told you at the top of the show, man, I don't like, you know, specifically talking about my country. I mean... It gets out there enough. I mean, the Lord knows my country has had its nose in everybody else's business for way too long. But now, with all the stuff going on, you know, we may not be teachers. And yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second. But, you know, we, we, we try our best to be teachers in our own way, to share our experiences and our knowledge, we are steadily becoming the elder generation where we've got information. In our case, for a lot of us, our knowledge spans from the analog to the digital revolution and through it. So we have to our our active knowledge, a lot of information that, well, those that have been born through the digital era, they, they don't understand how this all played out, how this all came together. They, they don't understand quite the same way that we do the amount of pain and suffering that you have to go through for, you know, getting the Dewey Decimal System go through the card catalog, find out, is there a research book available? 
or does somebody else have it? Do you got to wait for it? You know, whereas now you want research, man, it's, it's a, it's a couple of finger taps away. Unless, you know, you were fortunate enough to be one of those people that bought a set of Encyclopedia Britannica. But even then. I mean, we used to think that so many people in the world were uneducated because they didn't have easy access to information. That's because that's, that's what no we were taught. Yeah, that we were literally told if you had a public library nearby, you were privileged because you had information and information is power. And that once you have the information, you can make smart decisions and live a better life and, you know, better all around for everybody involved. And then we got access to the Internet. And what we got was faster more widely distributed access to all the same information, but it also made spreading misinformation more prolific as well. And it made it faster. And instead of having, I, I, I believe I said this on the show before, pre-internet, I mean, back now, granted, there were still some BBSs, but for the most part, you'd read the newspaper, you'd read the headlines, you'd react, you'd read the body, you'd react. Then maybe you might do some research, might listen to some news reports on the radio, might go read some things uh, from some other publications and form an opinion. Now it's read a headline, react on Twitter, and then move on to the next headline. Where's your research? Well, it's in the headline. Okay, well, whose headline is it? Well, it's AP News or it's Fox News or CNN or whatever. Okay, well, where did they get their sources from? Well, I don't have time to look at that. I'm, I'm reading this other headline, and it's pissing me off. I'm going to post on Twitter about it. It's unjust. It's like, no, 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 wait, go back to the other thing. Go, 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 go back to the other thing and find out where they got their information from. And this is what I was saying about, I don't care who you're reading. Go do some research, you know, go, go take your time with it. And, you know, if they're claiming, oh, this politician made such and such statement, well, see if you can get a copy, nowadays you can, of the recording of that speech, and then listen to it in its entirety. And now you have the context that was stripped away. And now you can form a better opinion for yourself without somebody telling you how you should think or feel about it. Yeah, that's... And then, you know. Yeah, that's an important piece of it all. Um, Bridget, uh, I don't remember if I had spoken with you about it directly, but we were talking about this last night. Once upon a time, we took our time with these things. We went at a leisurely pace in order to actually digest what was going on, scoop up information as we could, and it wasn't get it done now, get it done now. It was, you could actually relax into and understand what was going on. It, it wasn't the CNN 1980 24-hour update every two minutes news cycle kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that, start, that really took off or started with uh, Gulf War One. I mean, then it was just wall-to-wall -wall Gulf War One stuff that's when it really got bad 
but you know when we had you know three national syndicates you know NBC ABC and CBS our news was so much better quality well it was there was a little bit more than that um because they also held the standards too they didn't get away with a lot of shit there right. was that um, That's why Fox News for the longest time was so trustworthy, because they, you know, they sold, they told the the side A and side B of the same topic, and you know they were held to task on certain things. They 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 corrected themselves, which is why you have so many old timers who trust Fox News even to this day, wherein Fox News gets away. With it. And let's be real here; it's not just Fox News. Or why so many news stations um, get away with being biased. I mean, used to, they would get their uh, broadcasting license yanked. And see, here is the problem. The FCC in, in the United States, the FCC is the Federal Communications Commission. They are the government agency that's tasked with handling everything that is broadcast over the airwaves. Could be radio, could be television, but it's, it's stuff that the public would be able to pick up on, which is also part of the reason why I have to be careful with the stuff that I do sometimes, because I also am part of the FCC regs because I have ham radio stuff. I have a license. I've, I've passed my stuff. I do somewhere along the way. Still remember some Morse code, not a lot, but be that as it may. The point is come the 1980 presidential election Ronald Reagan comes in and even though he was a jovial elder gentleman behind the scenes, he was an absolute rat. He gutted part of what the FCC used to hold, which was the fairness doctrine. If you had something that you covered you needed to make sure that if you had an opinion on one side of an issue, you had someone representing the opposite side of that opinion. You couldn't do one without the other. You had to have both opinions covered. And if you were dealing with opinion, you couldn't be doing the news because the news would follow right along the middle track where you don't need opinions on either side because you're dealing just with facts now part of the reason why this was a great thing is because back in the day let's go back to the 70s for a second you had the big three networks abc cbs nbc who have been in business for what, what feels like forever at this point but you also had um the public broadcasting service, which was sort of coming on in its, in its own. Sometimes they would be broadcasting stuff from the BBC news services, which fine by me, great BBC's good service. They'd mm-hmm. be having stuff from, um, now I'm trying to remember, uh, let me see. It was, uh, AP Reuters. There was some other group that they had that they were getting news from. I don't remember which one it was now. doesn't matter. But you also had, in the commercial market, mind you, commercial TV stations, you had independent television stations 
who themselves had their own news services that they joined together to do. Back in the day, you had New York City, perfect example. And and tech, you're gonna remember this one. NBC, NBC, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, the big three. You then had Channel Five, which was effectively what Fox would be later, Fox Broadcasting. It was an independent at that point, but still, you had Channel Nine. I don't remember which one that ended up turning into, but again, it was an independent station and channel 11, which again, still an independent station. But remember, these were all in the New York city metropolitan area, super mondo expensivo, but they were still there supported. They had the stuff that they did. They worked together and they got their stuff out there. But they kept to the idea of here are the facts. Dallin has railed against this so many damn times, and rightly so. But when Reagan came in and said uh, and 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 got the FCC off of everybody's back, well, the whole fairness doctrine disappeared, which means that even quote unquote factual news reporting could swing wherever the hell they wanted with no fallback for anybody yep. else to check them. And even if you were to do that now, Fox News would not be directly implicated in any kind of sweep because the vast majority of their stuff is carried not on public airwaves, but on cable, which means FCC can't do dick. Well, they can't be sued either because they have been sued a few times. And they're like, we're not actual news. We're entertainment. And they've gotten yep. away. And it was it. actually, it was accepted. It was several, accepted several times. Yeah, more than once. And, that, and then now um, there were a few times where some cases did go to court. And they used the excuse that they were just an entertainment session uh, uh, system, and that didn't hold up in court. And they were fined, and they were told that they had to issue a correction and everything else. So they did it at like a late hour when their ratings were at their lowest, and they kind of did it as a side, you know, just kind of off the cuff, don't take it seriously statement kind of thing going on. And I'm like, really? Really? You've, you've, yeah, it's horrible. Well, it doesn't help either that all of the main broadcasting thing uh, stations and radio that we have now is owned by eight corporations. Yeah. But what really gets me is the both siderism because, you know, it's either factual or it's not. You know, if you if one side says it's raining outside locally and the other side says it's not and you stick your head out the damn window and it's raining, you know that it's raining. Yeah, I've I've seen that. I've seen that meme go around, too. And it's it's yeah, absolutely it's true. I, I do want to warn people, though, that if you happen to live in, in, in what's classified as the upstate New York area um, or what New Yorkers like to call the upstate area. 
if the weatherman says it's going to rain, it's going to rain. If the weatherman says it doesn't go, it's not going to rain, you have a 50-50 chance of rain. Thank you. This has been your public service announcement. <laughs> Joseph, on your side, though, as far as the news is concerned, and I know, I know, you, you don't exactly watch public television from what I remember, but news reporting over there has a better tendency of being more factual than opinion-based compared to over here in North America, no? Yeah. Um, the, the level of journalism, uh, well, it's taken a hit over the, the past years, but uh, uh, what's really annoying is they're, um, they're really into uh, <clears throat> sound bites. Like, you know, you've got articles that are just like not informative at all, made for really short attention spans. And <clears throat> I think another big problem is the they're still trying to rely on the um the old uh subscription model for journalism i mean it's rare that you know i'm gonna read a whole newspaper online um i'm just gonna be interested in articles and I'd almost like to, to see journalism, like, you know, if an article makes the rounds, then, um, then it's worth being paid for. So like a, a micro payment or something like that, like half a buck or something like that to, to read an article. Well, I'll be honest. I, I used to have subscriptions to both you know washington post and new york times and i kicked new york times to the curb a few weeks ago because i got so tired of their extremely right right slant on articles that it's like why would you even publish this garbage because it's not valid you know is it's like stop you know, giving column space to people who are like anti-vaxxers and, you know, COVID hoaxers, you know, don't, why, why do you even have this? And it was so much of it, getting to be so much of it that I was like, gone. And I remember as a kid, I, and when I say a kid, I mean like, you know, grade school, junior high. I that remember. the paper. Oh yeah, we would get Newsday every uh, every day, and I actually read the newspaper as a child. I didn't necessarily mm -hmm. completely understand all of what was going on. I didn't understand all the nuance, but I read the newspaper. I did and, too. And the thing of it is, I do believe that at the time the level of writing that Newsday used at the time, and they were, they were, um, Newsday at the time was the up and coming bad boy. And I say bad boy because it wasn't the post. It wasn't the times. It wasn't the New Yorker. It was a brand new 
Long Island based, um, you know, print newsprint. I, I, I still remember the, the old facilities that they used to have out in Farmingdale. I, I still remember that place, but the level of the level of writing was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember that I had, I had to struggle sometimes to actually read it. And I'm going to admit, I, from what I've been told, I was an exceptionally good reader, even very young. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways I got lucky, but at the same time, it wasn't just biology I got lucky with. I got lucky. We got lucky in the times that we grew up and we were formative with, formed by, formative, whatever. In our formative years. That there were still groups that did not skimp on quality. And it has truly informed a lot of who we are and how we have a look-see on all this stuff. Well, I know for me, I started reading when I was three. And by the time I was in like second and third grade, we used to have subscriptions to, we had two papers at the time. We had uh, the Commercial Appeal, which is still around, and Memphis Press Cemetery, which is no longer around. But the Memphis Press Cemetery came in the morning and Commercial Appeal came in the afternoon. And I was reading the Memphis Press Cemetery in third grade. And not just, you know, they didn't have a lot of comics or cartoons or anything like that, except for the, you know, Sunday edition, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would read something out of the newspaper daily. Even back then. Well, I used to buy the Herald Tribune uh, almost every day, actually. Doesn't exist anymore. Newsstands don't seem to exist anymore. Yeah. Then again, remember, (laughs) remember all the cartoons where it was just like all these people are bumping into, bumping into light poles as they're walking along on the, on the, on the street, on the sidewalk, because they're, they got their head in the, in the newspaper. They can't see what's going on around them. And now today we're all saying the same damn things about people who are reading the news on their portable devices, not paying it. It's all, it's all the same stuff. I understand when somebody says we spend too much time in our phones because we have one, we forget they're not phones anymore. They're computers. Well, they are. They are. Yeah. They can make phone calls, but they're computers. You can play video games on them. You can read the news. You can make phone calls. You can make video calls. You can reach out and touch someone through using um, sexual stimulation toys that actually are controlled by remote control via cell phone. I mean, these things are not just phones. And we spend a lot of time on it because we connect. We use so many different ways to connect them to other people. Now, what's really funny is if you look at all the generations right now that have a smartphone, they're all equally guilty of it. It's not just one generation. All of them. The baby boomers to the new millennials are all guilty of spending too much time with their head in their 
smartphone or their desktop computer or their laptop or their tablet. And that's because that's where the world is headed. We do everything in cyberspace now. How many of you remember that term? We literally work and breathe in cyberspace. And, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but we have to remember to take a step back. Breathe. Give your time for your emotions to calm down. These are things that I've taught my son. His friends always had their cell phones out. Him, he puts his away from time to time. He looks at the world around him. He doesn't just look at it through his smart device. And my mother has a laptop. And she spends some time on it, some time off of it. My dad, I made the mistake. I got him a smartphone. Oh, man, if he's not in front of the computer, he's in his smartphone playing solitaire and other things. So it doesn't matter the age range. We all do it. We should stop making fun of each other and start helping each other going, hey, look, you know, maybe my sister or my brother spends a lot of time in their smartphone and they're neglecting their kids. Well, I'm not going to tell them how to raise their kids, but maybe I could go over and go, hey, check out what your daughter or son is doing. Did you see that? You know, maybe they'll record it. Maybe they'll put down the phone and go, hey, that was awesome. You know, or hey, that was funny. You know, maybe it's a teachable moment. Who knows? But you won't know until you try. But don't, you know, we don't need to make fun of each other. But we should take time to slow down. We really should. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I, I was holding up the little dongle that I've got over here, the, the double dongle, because uh, for yeah. my new phone, relatively new phone, I've got a USB C dongle that goes into the bottom of it with a USB A at the top and I've got a little yep. wireless dongle. So every once in a while, when I have to go out for like, when I have to get my car done, which I got to do, I will be taking my phone with me, my little mini supercomputer. And I've got a, I've got a, uh, I've got a mouse. I've got a wireless keyboard and I turn my thing sideways and I, I do writing or whatever it is. One of these days, you know, one of these days I got to figure out um, what these super mini computers are the equivalent of power wise, because I'm kind of wondering if these things are actually stronger, more powerful than the old um, Silicon graphics deck alphas, that kind of thing. I think they probably are. Well, they're a lot faster than that, uh, uh, that, uh, 480, uh, oh God, what was that? Was it 486? 486 was my first processor. 486DX266s, I remember those. I believe so. That may have been my second processor, actually. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a little close to the top of the hour. You know what? I don't, I don't have very much of anything to, to finish off with. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it over to you guys. Uh, the, just real quick for everybody that I want to end up with. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of this shit that's been going on. That's bubbling below the surface. Every once in a while, a little steam valve, a little, 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 get rid of some of it off the top can help immensely. And if we've kind of helped you a little bit with that, you know, good. Then, then we've fulfilled our purpose. But if there's something that you want us to, to handle and kind of talk through, 
let us know because if we talk through it maybe it'll help you kind of get through stuff because lord knows there's a, enough bullshit to go around um tech if there's anything like really quick that uh, that that's kind of left on the table for you and and uh, at this point i mean actually really quick cuz <laughs> try to be really careful about how how much of that alcohol is done to my brain i don't think it's done enough <laughs> maybe i should have the other one i mean we've only got about another 10 minutes before we have to get out of here i mean i could have no save it for next week <laughs> it's a thought i just want to say that i don't hate humanity we have made a lot of mistakes i still feel like humanity is in its in its infancy and our technology is outpacing our emotional growth. Um, and honestly, I'm not. Um, I'm not against technological growth. I'm a firm uh, believer in. I do have some beliefs, even though I'm an atheist. I'm a firm believer in uh, transhumanism. That we will get better, and technology will play a key role in it. If not medically, biologically, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, we just got to stop trying to force things upon each other that are harmful. It is not harmful to put on a mask to protect yourself and others around you. You know, you cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze where you're supposed to. It's the same thing, except you have a piece of cloth doing it for you. Okay. It's another thing to say, oh, well, if I have to wear a cloth around my mouth, you have to, you know, give birth to a dead fetus. It's like, no, that's not even on the same scale. That isn't, it isn't even close. You know, it's not, it's, it, it, that is completely, that is not analogous. So, you know, Sit down, reevaluate your priorities, figure out what's important to you, what fight you need to, you feel the need to fight, and then vet your sources. There's plenty of them. Just vet them. And take some time to breathe. I don't care what side of the equation you are on. I don't care how old or young you are. You need to take some time for yourself. Please do so, people. That's fair. Joseph, what have you got left in the tank at this point? Oh, not much. I'm starting to crash. I had a, a zero sleep last night. Oof. Oof. Mosquitoes. Joy. Yep. Well, I'm not going to keep you too much longer then because I've had nights like that. Uh, Bridget, I guess really quickly then so we can get him off to get some nap time. What do you got? Um, if there are debates or anything like that where I'm trying to get a feel for candidates... This is going to sound really, really boring, but PBS or even C-SPAN are my go-tos. 
especially because I don't have talking heads telling me what I'm hearing and talking over it. Because if I want to hear a debate, I want to listen to what's being said and I don't need somebody to tell me what I just heard. Pet peeve. <laughs> That's and, fair. Yeah, and when we get to closing, I'll have TV. to figure out who my FU is going to go to this week because I'm not sure. I think about it. Okay. Uh, that being that being said, then uh, let's just go ahead and wrap it up at this point. Uh, get everything taken care of. So, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives. You got something to think about for the rest of the week. And I'm just going to say it right now. Please, please, please stay safe, stay healthy. There's nothing wrong with continuing to mask up because Lord knows I keep doing it everywhere I go. I don't care how many people are not because um, I'm in New York State, you know, where we have monkeypox and polio going on again. So... Yeah, I'm I'm not taking any chances over here at don't. all. No, no, I'm not. Admittedly, I don't have N95s, but you know what? Um, I'm doing something, and that's that's a start right there. Joseph, you have yourself a good morning. Take care. Um, have a good rest, because Lord knows you need it. And uh, have a safe week ahead, huh? Yeah, you too, sir. And thanks for being able to make it. I really do appreciate it. Uh, my my pleasure. Thank you. Tech, you, um, congratulations on surviving this long tonight, and uh, you take care of yourself, man. Have have yourself a great night. Yeah, you guys too. Take care of yourselves. Bridget, I'm going to pass this one over to you, um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm just going to say, I would highly recommend that your FU should go to the French term for a vegetable plate. <laughs> Dr. Oz, take your crudités and stifle them with your, what you think is a rudité. That's a pun there. And I'm going to give a big fuck you to the people that's on Team Trump that are trying to get a hold of that affidavit because the only reason why you want it is because it's like 30 pages long and it has all the names on there and the receipts. That's the only reason why you want it. Fuck all y'all. And if you do get it, I hope it's so redacted that you can't learn jack shit. Let's also hope that the FBI does a much better job of redacting shit than other groups have done where it was, oh, this is just a Word document where, hmm, this word is just been blanked over with the marker tool. Um, double click, highlight, change the marker tool to none. Look at that. Completely unredacted everything. Yeah. Before anybody goes ahead and says, no, nah, come on, it can't be that easy. Yes, it is. If I do even it, know how to do that. Yeah. Yes, it is that easy. Because there have been some groups that have been really stupid about it. <sighs> Drive me up a wall when I hear about shit like that. Come on, guys. Even I'm not. And you know what? I would, like, I would like, to, I'd like to point something out to the general public here. Um... 
you know, there are a lot of people out there that don't understand the severity of um, what happens when they get a hold of this material, especially since most people don't have to sign agreements saying that they're culpable for a lot of different things, which is why we had so many politicians run into a classified area with cell phones recording and broadcasting video, never go to jail, despite interrupting classified material in discussion. Um, just because classified material makes it out to the net doesn't mean it's no longer classified. Don't put that stuff on your computers. Don't go after it. You know, try not to help spread it because the last thing we want is the, there are very real enemies out there that don't care if you're a vegan, a vegetarian, a meat eater. They don't care if you're a Trumper or a Biden supporter or whatever. They want you dead, period, end of conversation. They just don't like you because you are not them. And they want you dead. And some of that material can help them in their endeavors. It may not immediately make somebody dead, but it can possibly help along that lines. So if you hear news about classified material making out to the net from such and such whatever, don't go hunting it and spreading it around. It, it was classified for a reason, not because they were trying to save somebody's feelings or cover up, you know, a blunder of, a, of, of an event. Although that has happened, it's most likely not that kind of material. Yeah. Just avoid it as best you can. Yeah. There is an old, uh, there is an old item and I, I forget how far back it goes. Loose lips sink ships think back on that one so with that we're going to go ahead and call it a night if you've had yourself a good time with us we do sincerely hope that you did but uh, we hope that you come on back if you'd like to be in touch with us all the contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com the click link for the audio version of the podcast as we get them out is also over there for you. Phone number, if you'd like to leave a message, 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554, and we will be looking forward to talking to you again next week. So until that point, as always, on behalf of us all, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, he's gonna be 20, man. And we're still in love with you. Not today, Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of him. So to the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.